Hey, Notch, did you hear Winolda's talk at the NSCAA convention? I heard it was pretty crazy. Uh, yeah, I did. Fireworks again? Let me guess, he ripped on MLS? He went a little further than that. Yeah, to be at the next level, MLS has to be on a winter schedule. And, in my opinion, without Pro-Rel, Manchester United would be the Chattanooga of America. We need to get away from that NFL mentality. Also, I could pick on Michael Bradley, but you don't want me to go there. And I'll tell you one more thing. I'm not even sure that this Papa John is even the real father of that child. He's just not a real father. Who gave him that title? Also, anyone want to ask Don Garber if jet fuel can burn steel beams? Huh? Yeah, that's what I thought. And I'm not saying that David Beckham and Chris Christie are the same guy. But have you ever seen them in the same room together? Coming to you from the Twin Cities, this is Toughcast. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. This is Toughcast. I am Notch. I am Jeff. How are you doing today, Notch? You us first. Yeah. That means I'm doing way better than I was like five seconds ago. Oh, that's great. That's yeah, this goal. is this is why people tune into our show is to have two caring hosts who are so passionate about soccer, tell them all about the week's NASL news, and the fact that we have a new feed. New feed, new drinks this week. It's just, man. Exactly. Mm. Well, well. First, let's let's mention this iTunes news. The 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 chief of iTunes, the guy that DJ Khaled got on the phone that one time, has uh, <laughs> changed our iTunes feed over so that you don't need to resubscribe to anything different. We got the same same old subscription, except now it's uh, onto a different feed. We only have about episodes thirty onwards on there. All our back episodes are now gone. Uh, you can call Blockbuster Video if you'd like a VHS tape of our older episodes. Mm-hmm. I'm happy to provide you. Uh, a link for that but it's going to be a much happier service for you as for us because now we get to find out how many of you are listening and from where nerve-wracking i'm actually terrified it's gonna be like five people from like i don't know puerto rico there's gonna be one syrian dude and then there's gonna be just like a, a bunch of nothing we are the most popular uh nasl podcast in syria but actually in all seriousness a couple of weeks ago i did see that the the podcast where it had been listened to from the most was in some obscure little town in australia so, like, there's, like, this really attractive Russian girl who really wants me to check out her website who's uh, listening from there on SoundCloud. Interesting. Yeah, we are now using SoundCloud, and so their statistics actually do tell us how many times you've listened to our show. So, so if you love we us, know exactly how unpopular we are. Put us on repeat for 24 hours, and we'll know you care. Exactly. There yeah, exactly. Uh, we are drinking other different things, though. You have some brown stuff, which looks the same. It, it is not Michter's. I'm sorry, Michter's. Turn your ears if you're listening. This is Quavassier. Dude, I was about to sign the Michter's sponsorship deal. Well, how, now you ruined it. This is, this is how bad. things go, Jeff. It's this is how bad. things go. You, you One step forward, ten steps back. But Quavassier, how is the Quavassier? That's a long way back. Uh, it, it, it's all right. It's not too bad. Just on ice. Something straightforward. Couldn't even give them a little bit of Man, praise I that like, we got their sponsorship. Okay, quick deal. aside. I mean, I forgot. I hadn't had cognac in a while, and I, I enjoy it. It's really smooth. I I enjoy a good cognac. I can't do brandy though. I don't know why. Dumb question. Cognac is a whiskey type drink, right? It's more closely associated to brandy than to whiskey, which makes it really weird because I really appreciate whiskey and I can't okay. really do brandy. I'm not a brandy kind of guy. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not had much cognac. Either. I have had Hennessy mixed with uh, uh, hypnotic. The uh, oh. <laughs> Incredible Hulk, which, which tastes awful. That's lethal. <laughs> Listeners, if you ever listen and you hear that both of us are drinking brandy, send help. Send help. Yeah. Please. Speaking of large objects uh, and creatures that are very large, let's talk about the silverbacks. Hey. There's a segue. That's that's as good a segue as that one that 
of the guy who invented the Segway, the one that he rolled off a cliff in Scotland on. That's another Segway. Yeah, exactly. So, the, so NASL Silverbacks are no more, as we all found out last week on Toughcast, which is, I'm sure, where all of you heard the news first. <laughs> and there was a news article in the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, such a regal name of a paper. They reported that Boris, I think his name is Germanenko, I, I forget the exact pronunciation, but anyway, Boris, everyone calls him Boris. Let's just call him Boris. Okay. Boris. He went to the paper and said, we might continue the team in something else, like in the NPSL, maybe, or the USL. And conveniently, he mentioned, yeah, here are the, the estimates of cost of running an NPSL team. And I haven't really researched what the USL costs are, but they're lower than NASL. Hey, well, that just solidifies that we're Tier 2 and they're Tier 3, right? I mean, I don't know anything about uh, what Johnny Seal has been doing since he left Minnesota United, but I feel like he's as good as Cristiano Ronaldo now. That's a that's a fact. Yeah, exactly. That. Yeah, I mean, um, it would be hilarious to see they... all the all the silverbacks people who are like ripping on MLS and USL see their team go to USL. <laughs> <laughs> didn't I actually, you know, following that first thought though? Didn't I hear that in Portugal they've been referring to Cristiano Ronaldo as the Portuguese Johnny Steele? Yes, yes, absolutely, one hundred percent true report. Billboard. True report. First. So, so we will see what happens uh, with the silverbacks when they roam the jungle again. With the teams that are in the league, though, the schedule was released. We have a schedule. Whoa, yay! Oh my god. It's exciting. They're going to be playing 36 games for each of the teams that start in the spring. There's also Puerto Rico, which starts in the fall, and so they'll be playing, obviously. They start in July, by the way, which was like, it's, it's again, you need a reminder sometimes to, to say that starts in the fall doesn't mean, like, August. It means July. It doesn't mean that, like, they'll play on Halloween, and that's their one game in the year. Yeah. Ceremony of kickoff. Yeah, they um, so there'll be 36 games for the other teams in the league, which is six more than we had last year. Awesome. Fun. Yeah, generally a balanced schedule from what I can see. Of course, I'm pretty happy with the way Minnesota's schedule is set up. Our indie game, which is like the most convenient road trip we have, is in warmish weather. May through June is when we have those. Mm-hmm. Uh, FC Edmonton plays all their home games on Sunday again, uh, which I guess is working for them, but uh, wouldn't be my first choice right, Sunday afternoon. But I mean, I guess there isn't... Uh... Does Edmonton have an NFL Canada team? The CFL, they're not NFL Canada. Oh, shit. <laughs> Abort. Abort. Uh, <laughs> if you have been distressed by this episode of Tough Goss and you live in Canada, please write to Jeff Reuter at... Okay. Uh, the Fury. They Edmonton start... Eskimos. They do have a team. Carry on. The Fury. The Fury. The Ottawa Fury. They play four straight away games in April to start the season. The season starts April 2nd, by the way. And they... Play four straight home games in May. I don't like that. I would. That's awkward. I mean, we had stretches where we'd have like four home games out of five for United last season, and that's fine. I just I don't think I like the unbalanced schedule of that. Not saying it should always yeah. be home away, home away, home away, but still, I think it's it's the four game away stretch that's awful. You know, new team just starting mm-hmm. out their season with a new coach, new players, and you're putting them on a four week away trip throughout the entire month. I mean, they're going to be tired. They're going to be fatigued going through airports, connecting flights, passport control. There is a chance that Chevy Chase is going along with, though, and this is just going to be like the Ottawa Fury vacation. (laughs) And um, they're all going to hop in a car and we'll see RV it down. Yeah, that's... uh, I would see that. Um... So, so yeah, not not good, but I, I think the rest of it, I haven't seen too many other glaring issues so far. Ryo OKC just signed their first three players. It's an actual team. If nothing else, they will play on a pitch against Billy Forbes' one-man 11 That's in true. San Antonio. So we'll have uh, Billy Forbes' San Antonio experience 
on one side, and then we'll have these three guys swarming. It's going to be a great game of three on one. Oh, phenomenal. All three of them have MLS experience. Uh, we have Sebastian Velasquez, who's a center attacking mid. Most well-known for his time in Real Salt Lake. I mean, he's only 24, but he has 50 caps already. Um, played with Salt Lake last year. He spent time with New York City and had a little bit of publicity towards the end of last season where he talked about some substance abuse problems he's had and how he's doing much better now. So I'm looking forward to see this next chapter of his career. He's still, I mean, again, he's 24, and there's plenty of potential for him to continue his career and really make a good stake in the American soccer landscape. So that's a good pickup for Rio to get for one of their first probably starting midfielders. They also got Pekka, whose full name is Wellington Packard. He's a 27-year-old Brazilian defensive mid, also played for RSL, and then also played for the Fort Lauderdale Strikers. And then their third signing was Raushan McKenzie, who played in MLS from 2008 to 2014 last year. He was with the now-defunct Atlanta Silverbacks. He's a 27-year-old center defenseman, so they have... Um, a defensive mid, an attacking mid, and a center defense. Their spine is almost set. I'm pretty sure Mackenzie also played for Salt Lake at some point, by the way. Also, by the way, the first email I ever got from a NASL team while writing for Midfield Press was from the Atlanta Silverbacks telling me that I had spelled Roshan McKenzie wrong. Oh, they care. They did care. They actually had the, the guy who was working there at the time, Adam Geigerman, great guy. He's now with Louisville City FC. Hmm. Um, I, I really, I, I will just take a quick aside to say I really do hope that the people who are the Atlanta Silverbacks front office find their way to other places. I've only had positive interactions with them. But anyway, right. moving moving along to Minnesota United re-signing Jamie Watson, who is officially the nicest guy on the entire planet and a ton of fun. Yeah. Um, I, I had tweeted at him that as nice as it was to see him at a bunch of events in a polo shirt, I'm excited to see him in, in, in on the pitch. In a he uniform. is like completely different on the pitch. He is filthy, foul-mouthed, mm-hmm angry fired up like basically the, the the most fun guy you can watch and he's got the talent to back up that attitude uh, unlike someone we will talk about in a second but he's also an amazing kind-hearted dude off the pitch like easy to talk to always smiling like he is honestly the greatest brand ambassador you could possibly have as a soccer team um you know because because he was injured he wasn't able to play. He was injured uh, in the playoffs in 2014. He comes back from injury and gets hurt again just a few games into 2015. Had to sit out the entire 2015 season. Mm-hmm. Very sad. I am so excited to see what he can do this year. I'm glad to have him back. I think that adds a lot of stability for the midfield, and I think that's something they need with a bunch of the new faces. We also might have from our hard-hitting investigative journalist that is Abe Apote. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, Dark Clouds jackass of the year this last year. So shout out to you, Abe. Um... What we might be looking at is Pablo Campos coming back. Yeah, he pretty, Abe tweeted at uh, our friend Bruce McGuire asking him if Bruce had heard anything about uh, Pablo Campos. And Bruce tagged Pablo in the response saying, no, I haven't, bro. Why don't we ask Pablo? Mm-hmm. And Pablo tweeted back immediately saying, I'm working on something with Minnesota United. Uh, only the details remain, but I should be back. It's as good as done, I think, might have been. That's Yeah, that yeah. was, I think, the actual phrase. So, that's so great. Exciting. exciting, exciting stuff. Matt Watson. Original Rail Hawk. He's put his feathers back on. He's oh, getting that steam cool. engine going. And he will be part of the transition before they take flight. Oh, hey, I yeah. see what you did there. Yeah. Nice, nice job. <laughs> uh, Jeff is, of course, referencing the fact that the Railhawks might be named the Carolina Flight in years to come, as you might have heard. Uh, that trademark's been bought by their owner. Uh, he was at Carolina, Matt Watson, from 2008 to 2011. He then followed the head coach of the Railhawks over to the Vancouver Whitecaps when that move happened. 
and spent two years at the Whitecaps, two years at the Fire. He has now returned third in terms of caps to the Railhawks after Capone Lowe and T. Shipolani. So, again, veteran presence coming back. He knows Gary pretty well. Hopefully the fans are happy to see him too. Um, and just skipping a little bit ahead to the notes, let's cover another big signing for the Railhawks very quickly. Mm-hmm. Did we, we signed Nazmi Abadawi to a multi-year deal. Yeah. That's huge. That is huge. Apparently, he had some interest from MLS club clubs which doesn't surprise me at all no. it makes perfect sense he's someone who could definitely see some time there but yep he's resigned for a few years here maybe maybe a few maybe a couple who knows but and it's good to see a little more stability with them so between shipilani and Wadawi coming back first off your scrabble game is set this is by the way like um i don't know you playing for minnesota united because abadawi used to stand in the depot with the Railhawks supporters back in the day so yeah. he's literally one of their own such a cool story so good to see him gonna come back i hope he you know I don't know. I, I feel conflicted saying this next sentence. I hope he becomes a one club man, not because like I want him to stay at like a second division level. Mm-hmm. Maybe you know Carolina goes MLS, whatever. I hope I hope he's able to like have that loyalty, keep that awesome story going. But it, it's a cool narrative, and it's not one that you hear very often these days in professional sports, soccer, or otherwise. Just one yeah. last piece of Carolina news while we're stopping out there. Um, the Railhawks are going to be playing against the Richmond Kickers in a home and away series of friendlies. One. Um, in Carolina, which would be a closed door. There's going to be... Uh, those are always weird. I don't I understand those. closed door friendlies. It's because of the draft. You know, the, the draft coming in through the door, like the players are cold sometimes. Right. Like, yeah, but, it's just a little bit more comfortable. But if you open the door, then at least there's a temperature change, if nothing else. And so then also people are able to walk around the corner, poke their head in and say, oh, okay, and then keep walking. Exactly. And that's all you can hope <laughs> for. You know, there was a time I was at uh, I was at Beloit College. That's where I went to school. Middle of uh, Wisconsin. Well, not middle of Wisconsin. The border of Wisconsin, Illinois, and kind of a middle of a rural area between Jamesville so the, and So Rockford. the bottom of the palm on the mitten. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay. giving all of this context only to say that it is not exactly the most um, multicultural of geographic locations. The college is pretty good, but like it, it is it, not a lot of international folk around there. Sure. And I was playing cricket. Like I played cricket a whole one time when I was in college, but this okay. one time was in the field house. And the entire cross-country and track teams came back from their uh, practice or whatever into the field house. And literally, there's like these five guys playing cricket and all of these American dudes and gals walking by just standing there staring and watching us. Like like we were like some like museum exhibit or like utterly confusing. Like we had blown their minds like, oh my God, that's cricket. It's beautiful. It's a pretty funny moment With whispers and then they brought in like a, a Brit to narrate what was going on in a exactly. nature doc. Yeah, it's fun. I, I would have had a closed door cricket match if I had a choice. So that's that's what was going through Railhawks' mind. They, the Railhawks supporters can attend a March 16th game in Richmond though, so... If you want to do that, make the road trip, yo. Do it up. Um, Indy 11 made a couple of signings. We had Colin Falvey, who, so another person from Ottawa is gone. Yeah, yeah. What? It'll be interesting to see. So he'll be rejoining Ubi Parapovich, and they'll be joining forces together in Indy to wreak havoc on the entire NASL. Start their engines. I think that's the one you were that, looking for. I think that's the one I was looking for. Wave some flags, stuff like that. Uh-huh cars etc they'll um, have a checkered history behind them at the end of the season <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 
Uh, okay, keep going. No, it's more fun. If I keep staring at you, you make more sounds. <laughs> this is exciting. Um, I didn't know you could do that. The other signing that they have is an MLS veteran, uh, 30-year-old right back named Lavelle Palmer. He played with a bunch of teams, most recently in Chicago, so Midwest ties in that regard. Only going up the street kind of makes a little bit of sense with the ownership group that they have. Um, Jamaican International, he has 29 caps with them. He's a right back, like I said, plays a little bit of time sometimes at defensive mid in a pinch, but I think that's going to do very well to help shore up their back line. Um, MLS fans might remember him from 2013 because when that cup final shootout between SKC and RSL for the lay people, that's Kansas City and Salt Lake. When uh, that shootout went to the 10th round, he was the one who had a chance to equalize to send it to the 11th, which is everyone's favorite round of any shootout because the keepers come out of the goal and start kicking at each other. Great time. It's like the XFL on crack. And instead of that, though, he sent one off the crossbar. And uh, so RSL lost the title. Six days later, he was traded, which is kind of too bad. But yeah, he's a, an American soccer lifer, essentially. And so it'll we'll be see what he does. Yeah, we will see what he does. I was having a wonderful, wonderful drink just the other day. And I decided to go to Twitter and I saw a Ottawa Fury tweet. It said, a new sighting coming soon. I was like, yeah, that's interesting. Ottawa Fury getting a new guy. That's Stefan DeRue. Yeah, right? Exactly. Right. I was like, ready to be uh, slightly underwhelmed. I was. And then they said, do you recognize this guy? This is our new sign. And they posted the, the chiseled torso of a beautiful specimen of human male with tons and tons of tattoos. And I was like, I have seen that before. That Turns specimen of human? Yeah, you had. I had. I had. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Johnny Steele. Johnny Steele. Johnny Steele. Oh, man. He's back. Mm. And he's had his colon cleanse. Like, he actually posted on Instagram a photo from his colon cleanse. Like, <laughs> thankfully not of his colon, but, like, of his feet and, like, some, like, branding sign. That's some weird blanket draped over some spread legs. It was scary, man. Do you think that was a sponsored Instagram post? So, like, Freddy's sponsored by vacuum cleaners. Johnny Steele is sponsored by douchebags. <laughs> Maybe. That's the most elaborately set up joke we've ever had. We didn't even plan it. That was great. Yeah. Um, He's back. I'm wondering, though, what? why was it that he went an entire half season without the team signing him and suddenly they're like, oh, now's the time to jump on Johnny Steele? I don't even want to speculate on that one. That could be so many reasons. He could have been wanting time off uh, to spend time with his ego. He could have not any offers. Maybe he just wanted to get his set his head straight and clear his mind, spend time with family, etc. Who the hell knows, man? Maybe he'll be the mediator in the locker room. Johnny Steele has not kind of spoken his mind as such. Well, he did hate quite a bit on Minnesota fans that weren't dark clouds, which was very interesting. When? On Twitter. Oh, that was like right that now? That was right after the signing, yeah. Yeah, that's because the guy, the guy he hated on was like taunting him on Twitter. Right. So basically, it, this is, it, so the, the news of Johnny Steele coming out uh, was posted on Twitter, and our friends at the Mankato Dark Clouds posted, uh, Jersey's on clearance by July. And uh, Johnny Steele said, why don't you come over here? I'll buy you a jersey full price. Right. <laughs> Which is awesome. And then started to get a little <laughs> bit of groundswell in the Minnesota soccer Twitter community. And suddenly he tweeted something out like, I respect the clouds, but I hate the other mugs. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just, just, it's, you forget sometimes that these people are just people and kind of, I I don't know. I thought it was, I thought it was a funny interaction, but um, he's kept his mouth shut and he's back. The closest he came to that is saying something about like coming back and like uh, showing what he can do or something like, like clearing his head or some some, like vague stuff, which is, I mean, whatever, you know. Uh, so so maybe he can come back. I mean, Sinisa Obi-Parapovic is now like Ottawa's one of their heroes of last year. Mm-hmm. He's now made a move to Indy. So maybe, maybe Johnny still does the same thing. Who the hell knows? Right. And as we all knows? know, the pathway to get to Indy goes through Ottawa. It does. That's, it does. Uh, this is why I get lost song. a lot. Okay. Keep going. All right. We have an English midfielder. We have a lot of people signed by Ottawa this week. They, this was the week that they're saying, now, strike, 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 and then they just signed their entire roster. So here we go. English midfielder James Bailey. He's British. He can also play right back, so that's fun. Spent some time with uh, Derby County the last few years. Uh, loaned out a couple of spells in 2012, 2013, 2011, 2012, something like that, to Coventry City. He also played for Crew Arizandria. And last year, he played with... Pune City. Hit it. It's, it's, a, it's a team in India. Mm-hmm. So there's this, like, there are two leagues in India. There's the I-League, which is their traditional league structure like it is in most other countries or a couple of divisions anyway there's also the indian super league which is like a short i think like one or two month long tournament where there are these nine or ten franchises that have been made specifically for this one tournament they don't exist outside of that they bring in kind of it's like an mls style system where they have like four like uh, big name players typically on a team it's led by like a celebrity coach so typically guys like, like david trezeguet robert perez uh, there, you know, kind of wow. has been retirees. David sure. Seaman played there last year in oh, 2014. So it is MLS. Yeah. <laughs> so so uh, it, it's kind of it's it's interesting. It's trying they're trying to build the game in India. I really like the 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 idea. There have been some concerns about the overlap of the I League. So if, if you want to go read about it, read read up. But Pune City is an Indian Super League squad, so it existed only for a couple of months. Uh, this dude was there. It was led by a ex Manchester City assistant coach, actually. Hmm. Uh, the, the team as a, as a coach and Adrian Mutu Adrian Mutu was his teammate uh, Mutu of course has had a checkered history I think he's Romanian uh, has been in the Champions League I think he's, he's the guy with the cocaine issue was that Adrian Mutu? Uh, that was Willie Hunt <laughs> very similar often confused for each other uh, he, uh, yeah. and he also had Tunjai Sanli or I might be mispronouncing that he's a, he's a guy from Turkey who I always remember, I used to play the lower leagues, English lower leagues in, in FIFA 06, and they always say, Tunjai, Tunjai. So, so that's where James Bailey spent his last year. He played eight games, 495 minutes. He had one goal. So In the tournament. So there you go. Uh, they also signed, in the article labeled him, it's Kyle Porter. Kyle Porter was also signed Canadian international. He's 25 years old, has seven caps with the main team. Um, they labeled him a versatile forward slash defender. That's a weird way to put it i thought yeah and then of course if you go to his wiki it lists him as midfielder so he plays anywhere you want him to if you'll just give him the minute and some shin guards so he's a canadian last played for the silverbacks in 2015 he has experience with fc edmonton vancouver whitecaps dc united 25 years old uh interesting pickup depth guy by the sounds of it maybe might be starting as well and like we talked about earlier it's a canadian playing for ottawa which is really cool to see that they're making sure to keep some local guys there too or at least some national guys um not local uh, is a U.S. defender, Rich Balchan, who spent last year with the Rowdies, played 15 games for them, spent some time in Columbus or El Salt Lake. Mostly disappointing. Mostly He's disappointing. Okay. Kind of a squatty, you know, starts in a pinch, but probably going to be brought on later in the game. 
Um, we also have defender Oniwa Thomas Obasi. He was 27. He was born in England, went pro in 2014 with the Rhinos of Rochester. Which is funny. You know, English guys typically don't go pro as late as their 25th birthday or 24th birthday. That's really late. So just see him do that. He, he played two years with the Rhinos and he, he played all three games in their run to the USL title last year, including the ones with the Galaxy. He was actually trialed with the Philadelphia Union who apparently did not pick him up. And the funny thing was the Rhinos coach said if, uh, he's talking about two players, but if they don't go MLS, my guess is the agent, their agents are going to shop them around. We'll certainly talk to their agents and make good offers. So Obasi's offer from the Rhinos in USL was apparently lower than the Fury, or he thought playing for the Fury was more prestigious. Who the heck knows? Which would make sense. I mean, they're the runner-up last year in the uh, ISL. I've actually heard that at least last year, the Fury's budget was quite low. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, I, I don't know what the answer to this question is. But either way, this is just interesting to note. And, I mean, the Rhinos have some, like, financial issues going on. They apparently found an owner this week, thankfully. Oh, they did. Good. The, the family owns the Sacramento Kings. but So, there may be there's some other stuff going on there. But it's just, I, I, I like these little pieces of notes about what people in the business think when they're trying to decide where to go. It says a lot about the sticking point of the league and the fact that it's, you know, it, it's growing. It's yeah. not stagnating necessarily. Nope. Um, they also resigned a couple of guys, Rafa Alves, Paulo Jr. They're both going to be back. And Important. most interestingly, um, from today, was it today or yesterday? We heard that Gerardo Bruna has been signed. He's 24. He's a, they describe him as a former Real Madrid academ- academian. I think it would be academian in that context. And a Liverpool player for their youth teams. Um, he was once hailed as the next Messi. That's true. He's Argentinian. He's a left midfielder. You know, honestly, dude, I might just settle for the next Ibrahim Afale at the moment in Minnesota. But uh, so the next Messi <laughs> going on to uh, to our good friends in Ottawa. That's scary, man. So let's see. Scary. The, the next Messi's in Ottawa. The next Pele is in Tampa. When does the next Latan come through? That's Johnny Steele. That is Johnny Steele. That's it right. is. It is. So so this guy, Bruna, he has been doing nothing since Liverpool. He went off to, like, I mean, he's been as low as the sixth tier of English soccer, from what I could understand, with, like, White Oak FC. Uh, who, by the way, I just found out are trying to rename themselves to Brighton City FC. Oh. Anyway. Interesting. Uh, moving along. So he's he's been bouncing around the lower leagues of England, and he, he was interviewed earlier, this, earlier in 2015 where he talked about what happened, quote-unquote. And he'd been brought over to Liverpool by Rafa Benitez, who promised him some time with the first team, but he would mostly spend time with the youth teams. Turns out that he was there, I think, between 2008 and 2011. Well, in 2010, guess who came in to the Liverpool Academy in a certain role? Uh, Burt Reynolds. Close. Okay. Kenny Dalglish. I was close. Right? Kenny Dalglish happens to be Paul Dalglish's father. Paul Dalglish happens to be the Ottawa Fury coach who at one time may or may not have had Kevin Bacon at their game watching. Interesting. They're only five degrees away. Might as well make it a full one. There you go. Yeah, exactly. and, and so uh, the interesting thing, though, is that Bruna in this interview this past year said that it was Kenny Dalglish who told him, sorry, laddie, you're off. We're not going to play you. We have nothing. So that that's what like started his kind of dive in his career was Kenny Dalglish telling him, piss off, mate. Because that's how I think all English people talk. That's about right. Yeah. We called him a mug and a wanker and sent him on his way. <laughs> With a mug and a wanker. It's awesome. Yeah. Parting gift. Cool. Hey, you know, I was having this awesome conversation on Twitter yesterday about Hairband FC. Wait, I wait, think wait, there wait. should be a Hairband themed soccer team. And I want to get into this so, in, in a considerable amount of detail. But, so uh, uh, let's actually, yeah, let's go ahead and take a break. I'm going to 
pull some strings. I'm going to call around and I'm going to try to get the visionary founder, the brain trust behind Hairband FC on the line. And let's do a quick interview with them, shall we? Cool. Cool. We'll be right back. And we're back, and I'm here. I was able to pull my connections, and we have found the owner, nay, the president, nay, the con of Hairband FC. I'll just deal with design genius, okay? All right, fine. You always like the term con. I gave you I the I do term like con. the term con. So here we go. The con of Hairband FC himself is here. Nah, nah, nah. How do you pronounce your name, sir? Nate? I hate you so much. Nate, Sometimes. Jake? Is it there Jake? times, my friend, times that I hate you. So, I don't get it. You yesterday. How for do you? What's not to get? For those of you who don't understand, um, Notch is the one who runs the Two United Fan Twitter account. I want to go ahead and preface this: anything you see on Twitter, from give two away United my Fans secret identity. Is Notch now? Notch went on a Twitter spree about the genius, which at first I thought was amusing, and then it seemed like there was a deeper level to this that I just don't get. So I'm here to figure out what is Hairband FC. I just think it's be awesome to have an '80s glam rock hairband themed soccer team. That'd be so cool. Like they're 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 you know when when you come to the stadium and like their pre intro music is Welcome to the Jungle. Yeah. That you know they have a song for everything. It'd be so good. You know when they win a game, they play Van Halen's Right Now. Okay. So, uh, when someone gets sent off, they play Animal by Def Leppard. That's a must. Yeah. Uh, when they lose, they play November Rain. Hmm. Dude, Interesting. Can you, Every rose has its thorn. Does that fit in here somewhere? I am sure My, that it does. See, at first when I was reading this, up until this moment, I thought you meant hairband, like the things that like Cameron Nazi and Graham Zussi wear to hold their hair up. That's why I was so confused. And then oh Daniel Casey and I went on riffs about like, oh, would there be other articles of clothing? Would there be like Atletico loafers? Would there be real codpiece? Like, that's where I was going with that. You mean like glam rock 80s hairbands. Exactly. Now do you get it? Have you ever met anybody who's ever hated a hairband song? No. Exactly. No. Everybody loves that stuff. You know, you can think of any hairband song and people like it. People like it. So where are you pulling from your players? Are these a bunch of like guys who were in these hairbands and are now lining up for you? No, no, no. They're professional players. I'm just saying like... Eddie know, Van Halen as your false nine. All I'm saying is Peter World, when he makes the Chicago Sting, should uh, actually have sting. the real Sting. Yeah. yeah. All right. As, is as that where the, this started? No, it, it didn't. <sighs> I, that, that came later. But then someone posted a picture of like this... Uh, I forget. I think it was uh, uh, Poison in, in these like black and uh, yellow spandex like hairband or glam rock outfit from the 80s and they literally look like columbus crew mls 1.0 kits <laughs> it's freaking hilarious now i really think this is a good idea i think if someone was brave enough to do this like las vegas that's what they should do that's how they get on the map all right, all right well, let's close have... this out with the last few pieces of news we got man jeff what we have um well the cosmos made a couple of signings they signed yet another i think this is the third now us u17 guy um Eric Calvillo. So Haji Wright just got sold off to Schalke. They're bringing in Eric. It's, I mean, it's cool. I mean, it's really cool to see that they're willing to bring in these young guys to give them some professional experience, and then mm-hmm. their careers take off as they may, and they aren't like clingy and grabby. Although some guys are like Jordan Morris, if he doesn't get a good deal from Werder, he should sign with the Cosmos instead of MLS, right. and like not let him go. And in their defense, Vinala did say some stuff at the NSCA thing about how MLS had blocked something on the order of two hundred and something. 
player moves to Europe or something. Um, and no, Jordan Morris is not going to sign for the Cosmos if he doesn't go to Europe. I'm sorry, that is not happening. And I just heard tonight that they're very close to a deal and Verde is going to offer him a deal. I also think it's delusional for MLS fans who are like, he'll regret it. So He should sign a homegrown contract. Here's my recommendation for any Jordan Morris fans who are curious how this will work out. Buy a rave green shirt, put Morris on the back of it, and then wait to see who he signs with because Verde also has like some ravish Genius. green. And so then you can just throw on a W Your- if you need to. Frugal soccer tips brought to you by Toughcast. You don't get this anywhere else. I promise you won't get this anywhere else. They made a couple of other, well, one signing, one loan brought in from a couple of the Cosmos. Thank you, not Werder. Um, Suddenly we're a German soccer podcast. It's fantastic. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Und. um, Yeah. So um, the Cosmos signed a forward, Jairo Arrieta, who last played with DC United. And when you hear this forward played for DC United, you can assume that he's old. You can very much so assume that he's old because their entire strike force is old at this point. Interesting point of content there. But yeah, he has a lot of experience with that. He's a he's a good goal scorer. It'll be interesting to see. Fills the Raul void of the aged sage mm-hmm. of their attack. So they, that, that rascal scooter that uh, Kyle used to talk about that Raul came out on the pitch, they didn't give it away. They just now handed it over to Arieta. They just uh, got one of those old label makers from like 2001. Remember mm. those? The label makers? Yeah. So uh-huh. he, they just punch in Arietta. It has one R instead of two accidentally, right. but they were too lazy to go back, so they just printed the whole thing. Exactly. There yeah. you go. Had a, a, the loan. So um, as we talked about last week, Restrepo was Walter Restrepo. Walter Restrepo. Thank you. That's right, because now there's another Restrepo, isn't there? Diego Restrepo. Diego Restrepo. Thank you. So Walter Restrepo was transferred out to Philly, and part of the deal, it wasn't a swab of hotel rooms this time. It was the fact that they'd be getting, the Cosmos would be getting a player on loan for the year, not Leo Fernandez, we were told right away, and it's Michael LaHood. Michael LaHood, who has 58 caps in four years with the Union, played with Chivas USA before that. He's a 29-year-old holding midfielder from Sierra Leone. Um... I saw some Union fans upset about this. They were like, Lahoud's just getting his like game legs or whatever. He's starting to get good. and so. Well, and that's, that's partly true. Um, Philadelphia has made a lot of changes. Right now, their roster has been pretty similar in construct to Ottawa Fury in the sense that a lot of the players that you knew are gone and you have yet to really see who they're bringing in. Okay. So they're at that kind of point with their roster right now. Um, Lahoud, though, was definitely a fan favorite. And in December, he and Kai Kamara who's also from Sierra Leone, were the co-recipients of the 2015 FIF Pro Merit Award for their efforts in creating a school for children displaced by the Civil War in Sierra Leone. Cool. So he's a humanitarian, really, uh, the community really loved him for that, and uh, it's alone, so he'll be back there, but he'll be with the Cosmos for this year. Okay. You also have Gaston Celerino, the guy who scored the hat-trick in the soccer ball. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Poor Omar Pazer gets so few goals scored against him the whole year, and then it has the same guy scored three goals against him. Well, he is not coming back. The Cosmos have confirmed to the Cosmos Country podcast that Gaston Salarino is off somewhere. And the Cosmos Country podcast actually found a source saying that he's off to Club Bolivar. So there you go. So the uh, Cosmos attack is looking different. Looking it is going to be different. Very different. Although I did hear um, our friend Louis, or at least whoever was running the Cosmos Country uh Twitter account at the time was like tweeted something like, Ooh, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Like basically like pushing back against when I was like, you know, making making made fun of them with your joke of like, oh, the cosmos and the new fury, all the yeah. players are leaving. And he's like, nah, I'm I'm excited. So I don't know if he has any inside info, but uh something might be cooking there. 
The Rock. He's cooking there. And wonder if he we'll smell there. what he's cooking. Wonder, but he'll be under Dwayne Johnson when he's playing for that. Right, right, right. Um, let's right. see. Jacksonville a- added uh, Junior Sandoval. Let me just look over. Did you write these? I did. I want to. Okay. Do you want to defend your jokes or do you want me to read these? You should just read them. I don't want to defend them. All right. Reintroduce the point of Jacksonville adding this guy, and then I will read your jokes as if this is a live. Hey, guys. Jacksonville signed Junior Sandoval. Oh, but there's no word on Senior Sandoval or Junior Waterwall. <laughs> junior Waterwall? This <laughs> is. <laughs> He's 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 a uh, he's a, he's a decent guy. He's uh, played with the Silverbacks before, and um, yeah, I, I think he'll make a solid addition. Solid addition in Junior Waterwall. Uh, Thanks, Notch. Um, for- final piece of news: uh, Shakhtar Donetsk, our our friendly soccer team from the uh, base of the Ukrainian rebels in Ukraine, are gonna play a friendly against the Fort Lauderdale Strikers and as Kyle Eliason just pointed out on Twitter while we were recording it only takes me about four minutes to pronounce PC which I don't really get that joke but uh, sure Kyle um, P C and that was only 10 seconds that's yeah. not that bad so that's so so Choctaw was here for the the Florida Cup and Kind of convenient of strikers. Like, hey, you're already here. You want to play another game? Eh, 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 eh. We've been doing With shifts those in watching. Eh, eh. Whose impression? Is that your Ronaldo impression? Yeah, exactly. Got it. Uh, we've actually been taking shifts in watching Florida Cup games that have the strikers in them. Yeah, you watch you watch the strikers take on Santa Fe. The yeah. Colombian, uh, I don't know if they're the Colombian champions, but they play in the Colombian first division. So, so how was it, dude? They lost 2-1, right? They the did strikers? lose 2-1. Uh, PC, sorry, that was really fast. I hope you picked that up. I meant PC. Um, scored a beautiful free kick. Really yeah. impressive free kick. Quite quite a ways out, too. Um, so that was remarkable, but that was pretty late in the game. The The two goals that were scored, I, uh, I missed the first one. I tuned in like five, ten minutes late, and they already were down 1-0 which was mm. interesting. Um, the second goal, let's see. Bruno was in goal again, one of their three new goalkeepers that they had. He was starting again. Um, he saved the first one, pretty decent reaction save, and it bounced right to another Santa Fean, whatever they call themselves there. Um, the Santa Fights. Yes, them. Uh, <laughs> one of them came in and poached it, and uh, Bruno was caught out of position entirely, and it was a pretty easy goal. Um, so... That was just a theme that I saw with him. He was having some trouble catching shots and making saves. Most of the time, it wasn't a problem. He was able to punch it clear pretty far, get it to a teammate of his who was able to clear it then, but um, definitely caught him unaware. With who, who else was good for them? Who was who was standing out? They ran a different formation this time. They were running a 4-2-3-1, and in the first game, I think they ran a 4-3-3. Um, PC looked invisible for most of the game. Really? It was, yeah, I don't think that's going to be the formation they go with. So they had, um, I'm trying to remember now, they had Mike on Santos at striker. Julius James started again, so I think he's still on trial, but that might mean he's one step closer to signing with them. guessing he wasn't wearing his t-shirt with a vest, blazer. Uh, the blazer was off. Correct. Um, they they did it at these awful jerseys with like fake laces on the front by Inaria. Yeah, it looked really strange. I liked Inaria's stuff up until that, so I'm curious to see what's bold choice, but weird. But they, um, yeah, they were running. um, Let's see here. So Jason Mora started on the right side of this three-man kind of attacking mid prong. Former Minnesota United hero. 
Jason yep. Mora. Yep, who um, didn't impress me. Really didn't. I know that uh, Steve Bruscone is going to... Sounds like it's 2015. Exactly. And that's my thought, too. Um, he hit a half volley <laughs> that was saved, but that's about it. Um, but Macon Santos was up front. PC was on the left. Adrian Nino was back in the start. He was in the starting lineup instead of Cleberson this week. So that's something okay. to keep your eyes on. But he's, I mean, again, he's, they're looking at him as like their playmaking 10 who took most of their free kicks. So fair enough. And then PC was on the left and it just, yeah, it was, he was lost in the rate of play. And so I think if that team is going to really function with both PC and Adrian Nino, they might not be able to play at the same level of the field. So it'll be interesting to see how they form their lineup from here. Cool, man. Well, it's fun to have games to talk about. I will tell you that much. As these weeks go on, we'll have more and more preseason schedules. There's a there's a guy on um, on Reddit actually making a pretty cool list of all the preseason games that have been scheduled. So go to naslsoccer.reddit.com and the top sticky post is actually this list of preseason games. So I think you will enjoy reading that. Well, that's that's this tough cast. It's been explosive. Um, you haven't heard some of our, my more explosive jokes that got taken off a early take that we removed uh, for for <laughs> for best reasons. When um, we make our year in review, we'll probably throw that back on there. Oh, that's gone. I deleted that sound clip pretty quickly. Uh, you're not going to get blackmail material on me. That's too bad. That was a gem. That really was. Yep. Well, Jeff, th- thanks for joining me. I hope you enjoy your Colvassier. Um We will be back next week with Toughcast. I'm Notch. I'm Jeff. Good night, everybody. Mm-hmm.